Welcome to the University of Vermont Medical Center, episode number seven of our nursing podcast series, created by nurses. For nurses. I'm Colleen Roach, a hemonc nurse. And I'm Robert Hambo, a heart failure clinician in the chair of nursing professional governance this year. On our podcast, we try to highlight nurses that you otherwise wouldn't get to know about and hear about good initiatives that are happening throughout the hospital. This month, we're going to talk about art from the heart, and we've got a nurse who's also a baker. So hope you look forward to our episode. Yeah, it's a really good and delicious episode. Ooh, yummy. So in January, we had over 150 nurses together to do the NPG Summit, and it was the first time Rob was sort of announced as our NPG chair. He did a great job leading us. It was an inspirational and motivational day. and um, Yeah, it was great, and I appreciate you saying leading it, but you know there was a lot of great nurses that really stood up and took a really proactive role in the day, and we had a lot of great speakers that were driven by nurses. It was an amazing experience just to see people kind of stepping out of their comfort zone to try try new things. And I think that's kind of what MPG is all about. It's about getting an environment to really take some sort of, I wouldn't say risks, but almost like take a chance to do something that you may not get the opportunity to do by being a bedside nurse or something else. Yeah. So it was neat to see some of the nurses throughout the organization get up and give their presentation. Yeah. So what'd you take away from the day? Um, I took away from the day just to, to do your thing, find your thing that you are don't think is working well in the hospital or think could be done better or have some attention on it and take lead and ownership and try to make that change. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going on at the hospital, Miller Building, uh, safe patient handling, you know, but there's still opportunities for nurses who may not be an MPG um, to try and think about something to do on their floor or to make a difference. It doesn't have to fall within MPG. You could start your own task force. So um, I'm excited this year to see what's going to go on with MPG and really happy to work with some really great people to uh, really get what they want to happen done. Yeah. It was a great day. We also want to take a minute to congratulate our RN3 and RN4s. Yeah, I mean, CARP applications were due in January, and there was a lot of great applications that came out. And the CARP group's really excited to recognize three people that were actually moved either from an RN2 to an RN3 or from an RN3 to RN4. So we'd like to take a second just to mention their names. Um, so Don Bray Riley um, went from an RN2 to an RN3. Dawn is a certified uh, dialysis nurse who's worked um, in the Berlin satellite for a while. She's been a nephrology dialysis nurse for the last 10 years, and she's been doing some really great projects, and we're excited to see that she's moved to her third. Um, we've had two people that have moved from an RN3 to an RN4. Barbara Higginbottom, who is a SICU and PICU nurse, um, has moved. She's been with the hospital for 33 years, and she's doing some really great work around mass transfusion protocols, also really talking about safe patient handling. And then you know Rosalind Jarvis, and I know Rosalind because she was a Felis scholar, and she's she was moved to an RN4. Rosalind's been with us for 32 years and she works in the MICU and she is doing some great work with early mobility. She's also actually worked on that FEELIS program. So we're excited for all your work and being recognized for the great work you're doing here. And we look forward for the people um, continuing to pursue their RN3s and RN4s. As Travis said in our previous uh, podcast, reach out to the CARP program. If you have questions about the application or want guidance about how to fill out the application, they have people to help you. Our next guest is the coordinator from Art from the Heart. She's an employee of Burlington City Arts who comes to the hospital to spread her, her passion for art with our patients. There's been over 7,000 participants this year. Tell us about your program, Rebecca. Well, thanks for having me. So Art from the Heart is here to support patients, family members, staff people, and really make the hospital a more comfortable place through the arts. 
So how did this program come about? It was started in 1994 by Abby Rose. So this has been around for a long time, 1994. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, when Milton brought it up in one of our last podcasts, I was interested, but I didn't know it had been here for this long. For the, for the majority of the time, we've been focused on pediatric patients. And just in the last few years, we've started to work with adult patients and family members and staff people, too. It's gained a lot of momentum. I see the artwork around the hospital in different patients' rooms. I know on the oncology floor, we see lots of uh, volunteers coming up to work with patients. So um, what, what have you found to be beneficial about this program? There are so many benefits to the arts. I mean, instinctually we know that the arts are good, but the research backs that up. So the research shows that the arts reduce pain and they reduce anxiety. Uh, They can help level out cortisol and deal with sleep issues but mostly they help us connect us with what it is to be human and connect us to joy and meaning and help build bridges between people who may seem to have nothing in common. Um, So, you know, even people who don't, you might not think are art lovers or interested in the arts, there's always something, right? So we'll start the conversation with patients by talking about maybe what what are they watching on TV? You know, there's nothing like a good story to help transport us. And then we'll try and build out our relationship to see how we might support them through the arts. And what we hope is that um, then when different caregivers come in the room, it becomes a way to connect with the person, uh, not just as a patient, but as an individual, so that you can get to know them, which is really nicer for everybody. Um, We hope that it reduces burnout for people and that people can see one another and find some joy and, and laughter, and that's all good stuff. Yeah, it's interesting, Rebecca, because you, you know, while you're talking, you're talking about the we. And so if I'm a nurse who's going to, uh, you know, reach out to you and ask for your services, what does that look like? Um, is it me that's running this program or is there people coming up to help kind of facilitate this? I, I mean, I'm a, a stick figure type of guy, so that would be really intimidating for me if I was going to drive that conversation. Yeah, we we like all forms of art, but we do not expect the nurses and caregivers to be making the art, though we certainly welcome participation. So a volunteer would come if you call favors by dialing 123 from the main campus. They can leave us a note with the patient's initials and room number and any special information, though you don't need to include any special information and a volunteer or myself will come up and try and get to know them and see how we might make the space more creative. Um, We might offer them some supplies, get started on a project, and you definitely don't have to participate, though we try to make it something that will be pleasing to everybody, and we're very aware of any um, all the complicated issues that are going on. One thing is we can't enter isolation, adult isolation rooms at this point. Okay, but we could at least give them the materials. Definitely, and so then we might talk to you to learn more about the patient, and we can talk to the patient if it's a room where the door can be left open, we might talk to them from the hallway and just explain we're not allowed to come in, but try and see what they might be interested in. You know, Rebecca, it's been really interesting to learn more about Art from the Heart and how this service can really help broaden a patient's experience at the hospital to make their time here more um, 
interesting and also help nurses to better connect with patients. Um, just to reemphasize, if you're looking to use Art for the Heart, you should call Favors at 123. Now, if you're uh, one of our nurses that work in one of our outpatient facilities, maybe dialysis, and you'd like to see how our Art from the Heart can help them, reach out to Rebecca Schwartz um, through Outlook. Her last name is spelled S-C-H-W-A-R-Z, and hopefully they can touch base and maybe bring something to your uh, place to really bring Art to the Heart. Art from the heart. That's Art right. from the heart. I'm happy to help uh, brainstorm ideas, bounce ideas around to see what might work for you. And, you know, the side effects of art is reduced pain, reduced anxiety, and that can mean uh, fewer drugs, fewer complications, and those are all good things. All good stuff. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. And there's no secret to this. Anybody can paint. Anybody can paint. All you need is a dream in your heart a little practice. Welcome to the French Chef. I'm Julia Child. We're going to make French croissants today. Our highlighted nurse for this episode is Caroline Demers. She has been a nurse for 25 years. She has some experience in the MICU and the PACU, and right now is currently working in pre-op. Thanks for joining us, Caroline. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, Caroline, I'm excited and so happy for to learn more about your business. Yeah, so you're a, you're a nurse here at the hospital, and then you also have a side business as a, as a baker. Yes. How did that come to be? Uh, so um, back about three years ago, um, which all started because my husband has a sweet tooth. He decided that um, I needed to learn how to bake and gave me a gift certificate for uh, King Arthur flour. Is that like I, a cooking class? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. it, it was. And then I took a few classes, and then one of my coworkers in pre-op um, got me involved in a whoopie pie contest at the Champlain Fair that year and in 2015, and then I won the contest, and then it kind of snowballed from there. And then had you ever made whoopie pies before? No, I had no idea what whoopie pies kidding? were because I'm from Montreal. I had no idea what whoopie pies were, <laughs> so I followed a recipe and I did it. And uh, yeah, and then from there, um, you're like that person in nursing school who never studies for the test, That's but right. then gets a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then, um, yeah, from there I started having getting orders. and uh, Wow, and now you have, evolve. A, yeah. you have a bakery of your own. Yeah, a retail space came available in St. Alban, and uh, I, my husband and I talked about it, and we decided to go for it. So. so when you say a bakery, are you making wedding cakes? Like, what's your specialty? Uh, I do French pastries for the most part, uh, bread and croissant. So that's oh. my specialty. Wow. Yum. Sounds a thin. So um, Colleen and I are avid dessert people, and we have this constant battle, and we'd like to use you as a reference. So I'm a Twinkie guy, and she's a devil dog. What would you prefer as the better dessert? Obviously, devil dog. Whoopie pie contest. So are you working at your own bakery? What's the name of it? Red House Sweets in St. Alban. Red House Sweets? I'm, I'm right on Main Street. How'd you get that name, Red House Sweets? Um, back when I first opened the business, I actually was living in a red house that was as simple as that. You know, why think so much outside the box? So. Yeah, a simple, <laughs> sweet name. Yeah. So besides doing um, pastries, you do things for local bakeries, breads for certain areas. You also are able to give, create like pastries events for people. Yeah, like that. I do weddings, but I do uh, just uh, dessert tables. So mini dessert, 
uh, for the people that do not care to have a, an actual wedding cake, then we do uh, those type of dessert. And uh, there is an event tomorrow in St. Alban, which is called In Good Taste. I've been doing that event for four years. Um, it's a pretty nice event. You buy tickets and then you go around and there's a lot of local producers and uh, local business. And it's pretty, pretty amazing event that, you know, so you have a taste of every business in the area. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so what's the, do you have a web address or? URL? I do. It's redhousesuites.com, um, VT, redhousesuitesvt.com. Uh, awesome. And it's located where again in St. Uh, 22 North Main Street. So that's on the big thoroughfare? On the Main Street, yes. Right next to the restaurant called Twigs. Okay. If yeah. you're, if you're in, in the area in St. Albans, stop by and check out her suites. Just not on Mondays. Oh, Mondays it's closed. Yeah, I have to work in pre-op then. <laughs> All right, Rob, I think we're going to have to start inviting her to our staff <laughs> meetings. I think so, too. Bring us some sweets. <laughs> Thanks so much for being a part of this. It's so awesome to hear about your, uh, your story and your new adventure. Yeah, All great right. to meet you, Caroline. Thank you so much. Next time I go up to St. Albans, I am definitely hitting up her bakery. That sounds so good. Yeah, I can't wait to try one of her croissants. Yeah, it was a pretty fun um, podcast. Thanks uh, for everyone that joined us and was a part of it. Um, we're looking forward to our next podcast. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. Um, in the next couple of months, you're going to hear more about um, the safe patient handling. Um, so it's going to be really exciting. Yes. We've also got, uh, tell us about the specialty RN, LNA, and infection prevention. Uh, that rolls right project, off the tongue. I mean, I it's know, perfect. A project that's coming up. <laughs> yeah, we're excited on February 19th uh, from 1230 to 3 in the McClure Lobby. Um, throughout the year, there's some specialty groups of diabetes, uh, heart failure, a wound care, and elderly care group that meet, and they're going to be presenting some of the projects they work on. So we'd love uh, people to stop down the McClure Lobby. It's kind of like the knowledge fair. You can come for five minutes, ten minutes, walk around, look at the posters, well, ask people snacks. questions. That's the important question, <laughs> Robert. We know how to get nurses of places, so yes, there of will be, be refreshments okay, there good. for you. So it's coming up Tuesday, February 19th. Um, it's in the McClure Lobby from 1230 to 3.00. It's going to be the specialty RN groups. That's heart failure, diabetes, wound care, elderly care. And we also have the infection prevention advocates presenting some of the projects they've been working on too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Come support your nurses doing some great work. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.